The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. All right. Are you ready? Are, are you ready for part three? Hey, everybody. Ray Star, Deep Shallow Dive, Thursday. And, oh, man. This, this situation definitely... Honestly, it's thrown my my compass. I think I used compass yesterday when I talked about it, but man, I'm I I thought I was getting it and then certain things happened which I'm going to talk about in a second that you know continue to I guess confuse me a little bit. And if anybody out there you know maybe understands this better than I'm trying to explain it, Again, would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me through the socials. If you know me and have my cell phone number, then you actually really know me. So feel free to hit me up there. Or if you don't know me, deepshallowdive at gmail.com. That's the email. You can also go to deepshallowdive.com and you can leave a contact us there and do that. So anyway, really quick, let's start with a recap of part one and part two. And again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is episode number 35, episode number 33 and 34 was part one and part two in regards to the situation going on in Israel with the attack from the Islamic militant group Hamas that started roughly 6 a.m ish on Saturday morning. So gosh, we're going into like day three or day four. So in part one, we really just tried to understand what Palestine is and where it is and, you know, get a baseline understanding of, you know, the the country that used to be Palestine and now it's a nation state that's recognized by some countries, not recognized by other countries. Part two, which was yesterday, we really dove into, you know, kind of a disconnect between the fact that the Democratic leadership and Democratic Party, along with, you know, Democrats in general, do not seem to be rallying to the defense of Israel. For example, the way everybody rallied to the defense of Ukraine. So when the Ukraine situation happened, wow, it was it was across the board on the Democratic leadership. And then also, you know, I hate to say it, celebrities. I mean, most celebrities are Democrats, or at least that's how they portray themselves. And so if you remember when the Ukraine situation happened, Black Lives Matters happened. You know, those are probably the two biggest, most controversial in the past several years. But these guys were everywhere. They were everywhere. They were leading the charge. You know, people like, you know, obviously Obama, Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, you know, The Rock, Selena Gomez, the Kardashians, you know, all the big, big names on social media were were front and center, you know, front and center. Taylor Swift, like all these guys were absolutely front and center on Black Lives Matters. They were front and center. I mean, big time on Ukraine. You know, you remember that. But 
on this, they are nowhere to be found. So what I wanted to do today is share with you what I did yesterday to try to follow up a little bit on the episode. And so I basically went to each or I guess a variety of people's Instagrams just to see what's going on. And again, remember, remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Let's take the Ukraine situation, which is obviously more recent than the Black Lives Matters from 2020, 2021-ish. But the Ukraine situation, when that went down, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. And all these guys, you know, they put a Ukraine flag. Actually, let me make this point too. So, so that was a situation where there was alignment, okay? Alignment between the Democratic base, alignment between the Democratic leadership and celebrities. So The Rock put, you know, a Ukraine flag on his banner and then my friend so-and-so put a Ukraine flag on, on their banner. Total alignment, right? Everybody that probably voted Democrat in 2020 and considers themselves liberal and considers themselves a Democrat and hates Trump. <laughs> oh man, you know what's funny, guys? This is funny. Oh my God, this situation has like made me so much more comfortable talking about him and everything. That's actually a good thing because again, it enables me to call a spade a spade across the board. And so yeah, God, I really am more comfortable because this situation is completely different than the results I expected it to be. So, okay, sorry, I digress there. So anyway, the previous Ukraine situation, total alignment. It all made sense to me, right? This one doesn't. So I went to Obama's Instagram, nothing about this. And as we talked about yesterday, you know, him and Bill Clinton were criticized by the Cleveland Jewish News along with pretty much every other every other entity for taking over 48 hours to respond to this situation and say anything. But then I was like, okay, what about Michelle Obama? She's had to have said something about this. I went to her page. Nope. Her last post was about some girls event in Alabama, which literally was yesterday. So obviously she's active on social media, but she didn't post on this. Bill Gates, nothing. Oprah Winfrey, nothing. The Rock, nothing. The Kardashians, nothing. Let's see, who else? Um, actually, I looked up the top 10 accounts on Instagram, and it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's at 607 million, and then it goes down from here. I'm not going to read all their follower accounts after this, but Lionel Messi, Selena Gomez, Kylie Jenner, The Rock, Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce. Chloe Kardashian, Kendall Jenner. By the way, the fact that the Kardashians dominate the top 10 accounts, that literally is a perfect analogy for everything that's wrong in this world right now. Seriously. And no disrespect to them, although I know that comes off disrespectful because I truly do respect everything that they've done. I really do. I mean, my hat's off to them. But the fact that they are dominating with what I consider such a lack of true substance, that to me is a little bit of a shame. But anyway, all these guys, LeBron. So LeBron James, I mean, he's so active as, I mean, honestly, he's, he's half activist, half basketball player. 
He's posted nothing about this, absolutely nothing about this. And by the way, I would love an update from LeBron on how Bronny is doing. And, and, and that's out of concern. Like, you know, that he was a, seems like a great kid. So I think the world would love to understand how Bronny's doing after his cardiac episode, gosh, probably over a month ago at USC. Anyway, my point of this being all of these celebrities who are all Democrats, they are, they are all Democrats. You know, it's been crickets. It's been absolutely crickets. And I'm not going to lie. That really surprises me. And I'll tell you why. Two reasons. One, to build on yesterday, the their base, their fan base, you know, seriously, like a lot of my friends. I mean, I look at a lot of my friends' posts on Instagram and Facebook, and they're putting up the I stand with Israel. You know, I see a lot of my friends on Facebook, they'll they'll put the little frame, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a little frame where, I don't know, you put a flag of Israel or a flag of Ukraine or something like that. And this is interesting. So as I'm saying this, I'm literally on my Facebook, on my phone, and I went to my profile picture and I clicked add frame because I was curious if the frame is 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 showing up. And the popular frames, the ones that it shows me initially is climate action, friend of earth, love the earth, climate steward. Those are the first, those are the first four that are suggested. Underneath that, it says frames your friends used, Israel, and then love unites us. So that's pretty interesting. You would think that the Israel frame would be the first one, not not scrolling down, you know, literally. God, that is interesting because I think Mark Zuckerberg is Jewish. Man, this this thing is throwing me for a loop. It's really throwing me for a loop. Okay, so anyway, my point, which I just lost, and now, okay, I found it again. So my point is, I spent time yesterday I looked at all the celebrity interactions and all of their, really their stances, and and it's crickets, absolute crickets. And so the question becomes, and I really do pose this question to my friends, or not even my friends, to anyone that is a liberal Democrat and is outraged by what's going on in Israel. You know, how do you feel about this? These are people that that honestly you guys support and worship in many cases, as sad as that is to say. So the question becomes, you know, forget forget the politicians for a second. But what what's your take on this? What is your take on all the the people on the celebrity side that you revere? not supporting this cause seriously that's a that's a very important question if this came down to a one question ballot in 2024 and you know that the republicans which by the way most of this issue 
issue, I mean episode, is going to be about the Republicans. And I'm going to play some clips for you and some things to listen to and, you know, understand the relationship that Republicans have with Israel, Nikki Haley, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, Lindsey Graham, all these guys. I've got a great clip from Tucker Carlson that I'm going to play. But but seriously, here's a here's a great question. 2024 election, it's Biden versus Trump. And let's say things continue to go the way they're going, where, again, this is so weird. All the Republicans, all the Republican influencers and politicians, I'm going to play a clip from Ben Shapiro for you. He's a Republican and Jewish and, you know, really, really has a monster following and you'll hear what he has to say. But what are you going to vote if you're a Democrat and and let's consider it like a one question ballot, so to speak. But like, are you going to vote for your fellow Democrats and Biden when everything they're doing right now is not really supporting Israel? God damn, that's a good question. Seriously, like all the people who have such a visceral, visceral hate for Trump, but then Trump's the guy that is like defending Israel and your number one issue is Israel. (laughs) Are you going to vote for Trump? I mean, how could you not? How could you not? If you don't, then you're a complete hypocrite. Like, how could you not vote for him if your number one issue, which by the way, I mean, I really think that's going to be the case. You know, the the Democratic base, what I'm seeing from normal people who are outraged, okay? And actually, this is this is good. Let me read you the Instagram of a friend of mine. I'm not going to mention his or her name, but let me read this. This is going to be interesting. The post says, if you aren't at a level 1000% outrage over what is happening to my fellow Jewish people, and more importantly, human beings in Israel, please let me know so I can personally tell you to fuck off before removing you from my life. Sorry about the F-bomb. There is no halfway or any sort of justification for what has happened. You either respect life or you don't. For those sitting on the sidelines or still debating what's right, I'm taking notes. We all are. Okay, this is a friend of mine that works in the entertainment industry. And, you know, again, I mean, he's passionate about, okay, I let I let the cat out the bag. It's a he. He's passionate about his views, and I respect that. So the question becomes, you know, are you going to tell Michelle Obama, Bill Gates, LeBron James, Barack Obama, the Kardashians, The Rock. I'd like to see you tell The Rock to fuck off. All those guys. I mean, you know, he's kind of, this is, this guy, this is so interesting to me. It really is. So obviously his post is more geared toward like, you know, his friend network and, and all that. But like, seriously, are you going to, are, are you going to put your, money where your mouth is on that? And are you going to stop supporting all those celebrities? You know? And by the way, this is somebody that I always kind of 
joke with them. I do. I'm like, God, you are a, a star. You know what? There's an expression. It rhymes with star plucker, but it is not plucker. And I always joke around with them. I mean, I say it in a funny way and, and we've got a great relationship, by the way. But, you know, I always say like, dude, why do you put these guys on such a pedestal? I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, I know you work in the biz. And so, by the way, the biz, <laughs> you like how I dropped that? The biz, that's like short for the business. Oh my God. I turned into that dude. Okay. So I always do joke around with them about that. And, you know, he's in a dilemma because, you know, if you're truly gonna, gonna be legit, start going after those people. Don't go after your, your friend who has 16 followers. You know, I don't see anybody posting. I did actually read some of the, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to retract that. I did read several of the comments under several of the celebrities' most recent posts, and you did have a lot of people saying, hey, what about Israel? Where are you on Israel? Why are you so silent? Why are you so silent? So I did see some of that, but again, I'm not really hearing outrage in the media. I mean, are you guys? I'm not really hearing, you know... MSNBC, CNN, all the left-leaning organizations saying, hey, where's the support? Not at all. And here's something else that I literally just thought of. So remember, I can't even believe it's been well over a year, but remember last year when the situation in Iran happened with that, that gal, Massa Amini, the one who got murdered? And by the way, Iran is part of this. You know, They're the ones... That, you know, supposedly, and again, I say supposedly, uh, obviously I was born in Iran, but you, you guys know I grew up here. I'm honestly not biased about this. I'm really not. I, I, I truly am calling a spade a spade. And the only reason I say supposedly is because, again, there's no proof that they're actually doing it, but all intensive purposes, it seems like they absolutely fund Hamas. So last year when Masa Amini, you know, was murdered. It kind of the same thing happened now that I think about it. You know, you didn't hear from, and I remember all of my Iranian friends out here in California, which by the way, 99% of them are, are liberal Democrats and 99.9% .9 of them, they fall in the visceral hate of Trump category. So they were all like a little bit outraged, like, hey, Michelle Obama, why are you not talking about this? Oprah, why are you not talking about this? They really targeted the highly influential women who did not seem to come to to come to the support of, you know, this women's movement in Iran. You remember the women life freedom movement and all that. They really chastised those those people. And and I'll target Michelle Obama and Oprah really because they're the highest profile. Hillary Clinton as well. Oh, by the way, hold on. Let me look at her Instagram. And nothing. She has nothing about this situation and supporting Israel. Her last post is similar to Michelle Obama's about like International Day of Girls or something, which maybe today is that or yesterday was that. So anyway, that situation a year ago 
you know, again, that was very similar to this. You had the the revered, super high profile people, in that case, women. Now we've got women and men, you know, not supporting the cause that their base truly supports. So then the question's going to be, you know, I mean, are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to stop revering these people? And again, are you going to vote for Trump? Oh man, what a question. Seriously. I got to get myself booked on Joe Rogan with this one. This is a serious, incredible question. By the way, I keep saying vote for Trump. I will caveat that because we're going to go into this in another episode, but I just, I do not think they're going to allow him, quote unquote, to be the guy. I just don't. I don't know. Something's going to happen one way or another. I don't see Trump being able to to run. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Let me play for you some things and let's shift gears a little to the Republican side. And I'm going to start out by saying, as you saw in the cover art image of this episode, and remember the cover art is that little square that shows up when you put your episode into either Spotify or Apple or wherever there should be a square artwork that shows up. And in today's, you could see it's Trump and Netanyahu basically palling around. And this is actually super funny. So I was looking for an image to use for that. And so I typed in Trump, Netanyahu. And oh my God, this, the bro fest of images between these guys was hilarious. And the funniest part was there's like images of Trump and Netanyahu where they're, they're like fist bumping, they're bro hugging, you know, the bro hug where you sort of tilt your hand 45 degrees and you kind of, you kind of smack hands and then you pull each other in and then you pat each other on the back, the bro hug. There's images of them bro hugging. And then this is the funniest one. There's images of in a bro hug, and then Trump is pointing to Netanyahu, very similar to how like you see boxers sometimes in pictures pointing to pointing to their whoever they're taking a picture with, or you see people, you know, uh, the 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 cool kids they're pointing to whoever takes the picture. It's pretty hilarious. But here's some other ones, you know, tons of pictures of former. Former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who again got fired on his day off with Netanyahu, Nikki Haley. I'm going to play something for you from her. She's She is like all over the place with Netanyahu. And by the way, all over the media with Netanyahu. And I think that that there is a, a an effort being made to propel Nikki Haley into the Republican nomination. I really do. And then here's the funniest one, Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you don't know who that is, she's she's a very outspoken Republican. I think she's a congresswoman or maybe she's a senator, I don't even know. Anyway, she is hated by the liberals, the Democrats, like she's kind of the one they make the most fun of and and really go after the most. So here's something funny. So 
she is like, she's got pro-Israel everything everywhere all the time. So then the question becomes, okay, so do you guys now like her for that? You know what I mean? I, I hope this is making sense. I guess the, the overall disconnect that I'm trying to convey, I really hope it's making sense. All right, let's start off with this. This is Megyn Kelly, another very popular kind of Republican media personality, along with Ben Shapiro. And Ben, again, like I said, very, very large following. He's Jewish and a strong Republican conservative voice. Give this a listen. Please remind the audience why Americans care, why why they need to care about Israel in the Middle East. On a purely rationalistic realist perspective. Israel is the only serious ally the United States has in the Middle East. They share intelligence, they share military supply, they share military technology, they're a powerful economy in the region. Now, on a moral level, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. Israel is not only the only democracy in the Middle East, it shares a Judeo-Christian heritage with the West. The root of Christianity is in Judaism. The roots of the West are in Sinai. They they, they come, we share a heritage together. I'm a Jew and I'm an American. And those two things are not in conflict. And the reason they're not in conflict is because Jewish values and American values in almost every way are, are coincident. The only reason I say almost is because there are Christian values that are, that are added to Judeo-Christian there. But uh, to be a Jewish American is not a conflict. To be an American in favor of Jewry is not a conflict. Those are, in fact, absolutely coincident. Jews being beheaded in the streets by Islamic savages uh, is, uh, is, is a reason for anyone to worry. All right. So... I'm not going to comment on the religious portion of that because honestly, I, I, I need to get myself up to speed on all that stuff. I am just not an expert when it comes to any facet of, of religion in general. But the one thing I will say about what he said at the beginning was that Israel's the only ally of the United States. I'm, I'm going to say that's wrong. And Saudi Arabia, those guys are, those guys are like a chameleon. They are everybody's ally when they want to be, and everybody's, I guess, not ally when they want to be. And it's because of oil. This comes all back to oil. So there's no way Saudi Arabia and the United States are not allies. And that also goes back to the petrodollar. You know, you buy oil from Saudi Arabia, you have to pay and settle the transaction in US dollars. So again, digress. I'm going to get into that petrodollar episode. I promise I will. But anyway, so that was Ben Shapiro. And then next, I want to play for you. This is a reporter from Breitbart News. Breitbart News, very right-leaning organization. Uh, Their owner is Jewish. And give this a listen. And this kind of, I was trying to find something to answer the one of the questions that I wanted to answer, which I posed yesterday and also in part one, which was, you know, how, how did this even happen? How did a bunch of low level, low tech, you know, Arab people fly hang gliders, literally hang gliders and come into Israel and penetrate the iron dome, which is supposed to be the most incredible defense system ever. How is it that the CIA and Mossad, you know, the two organizations that again, supposedly are so dialed into everything. How did they not sniff this attack out? So give this a listen and then we'll talk about it. 
Hello, this is Joel Pollack, and I've been covering the war between Palestinian terrorist group Hamas and the state of Israel. Many people are asking how Hamas was able to breach Israel's defenses and carry out a massive terror attack that has killed, as of Monday, October 9th, upwards of 800 Israelis. What we know so far from various reports is that Hamas was able to use drones to take out Israeli observation posts along the Gaza border fence. They then cut holes in the fence and used the temporary blindness of Israeli intelligence and military forces to sneak fighters through those gaps. They widened the gaps with bulldozers so they could drive vehicles through them. And then they also jammed the communications equipment of a nearby Israeli base that they had attacked. So Israel was unable to see what was happening and was unable to communicate what was happening once it started. When Hamas reached its carefully chosen targets, which included not just civilian towns, but also a music festival and several kibbutzim, which are collective farms, they simply went house to house, person to person, murdering whoever they could, kidnapping, abusing women, children, the elderly. And Israel was slow to respond, again, because of the communications blackout, but also homeowners couldn't respond because very few Israelis owned their own firearms. That may change in the future, but that was crucial to the success of the Hamas attack. They found civilians in Israel largely defenseless. This was not a situation where the Israeli Iron Dome rocket system could simply neutralize the Palestinian threat. This was a primitive, old-school terrorist cross-border attack, and it was likely also planned using old-school primitive methods, written notes, for example, rather than electronic signals that could be picked up by Israeli intelligence. This was also probably helped along by Iran. And if you look at the drone technology, Iran has been using drones with Russia in the war against Ukraine. And it's likely that Palestinian Hamas terrorists were trained in the use of those drones by the Iranians. And in fact, Iranian special forces may have helped Hamas use those drones to take out the observation posts, even to attack Israeli tanks. Hamas also tried to use tunnels underneath the ground to infiltrate Israeli communities, and they're still trying to do so, apparently. All right. Wow. A couple of really interesting things there. One was how he talked about the lack of firearms for the people. Think about that. Second Amendment, lack of firearms for the people. And now are they trying to enable firearms? I, I don't know what the, the gun laws are in Israel, but it sounds like they're probably not what they are here, meaning their people were not armed, therefore could not protect themselves. Think about that. Interesting. And then the other thing, I don't know, man, this doesn't make sense to me, but maybe it's true. I, I don't know. The primitive old school. He talked about written notes, digging tunnels, you know, <laughs> that, that seems a little goofy. That does. That seems a little goofy. I'm seriously getting 9-11 vibes on all this. And, and by the way, that's all over the news. This is not a Ray D hot take. It is literally being talked about everywhere in terms of, you know, the, on the Israeli side, they're they're saying this is R nine eleven. This is R nine eleven. That comparison is being made like all over the place. You know, to me, it it it. You know, when he says they're the primitive primitive attack means instead of technology, they they were passing written notes. You know, obviously that that supports those nine eleven vibes, but I don't know. 
that seems very far-fetched to me. It just does. So, so as you can see, whether it's Republican, Republican leadership or the Republican media, you know, these guys are, these guys are really behind Israel and they're really behind Israel in a very, uh, loud way right now, you know, and, uh, a very vocal, both audio wise and visual wise, like they're really supporting what's going on and supporting Israel. So here's another thing. Back in July of this year, the Israel Heritage Foundation awarded Trump the crown of Jerusalem. So this was like, you know, you didn't hear much about this, but I know it was a big deal. And so let me read this quote. We all have great gratitude to this person. Rabbi David Katz, executive director of the Israel Heritage Foundation, said from the podium, gesturing toward former U.S. President Donald Trump at his right, quote, this is a person that doesn't care only for himself, but cares for the entire world, uh, close quote or unquote. Katz said, quote, especially for the people in Israel and for the Jews in America. So. You know, it's a two-way street. It really is. But then here's the disconnect. Oh my God, I know so many of my Jewish friends. I don't really have any Israeli friends. Actually, I do have a couple Israeli friends. I'll have to call them, get their take. But my Jewish American friends, they hate Trump, like viscerally, especially like the Persian Jewish community, which, which is big here in Southern California, they viscerally hate Trump. God, do you not see the disconnect? Oh my God. I have to maybe figure out how to better articulate this if it's not coming through. Here's another one. In 2012, the ZOA, I'll have to look and see what that stands for, but Oh, it's the Zionist Organization of America. And again, next episode, I promise we're going to go into a full-blown history of Israel and Palestine. We'll define Zionism, so we're clear on that. But again, just remember, th- think of Zionism for for until we get there as these are the people that truly founded Israel, the creation of Israel, and they believed that this land has was has and has always been theirs to to claim or reclaim however you look at it but basically these guys in 2012 it says zionist organization of america honors trump hails him as quote the best friend israel's ever had in the white house close quote or is it unquote i gotta figure out how to say that anyway so Okay, so that is that that whole thing. Hopefully by now you realize what a I guess I guess friendship and support relationship there is between Republicans and Israel. Now again, I'm still researching why, you know, what is the what is the backdrop of that? But again, what's crazy is the disconnect, the total disconnect. And I will say after reading under comments, under posts. Again, the disconnect applies here as well. I don't see the Republican base of people, like my friends that are Republican, 
they're not as adamant about this as the Republican leadership. And again, the Republican celebrity voice, people like Ben Shapiro, you know, you don't really, God, this is funny too. Think about this. You don't really have a lot of celebrities that, that actively come out and say they're Republicans. You know, I think Tom Brady is, I think Aaron Rodgers is, but you don't see those guys really putting it out there. They subtly put it out there. I mean, Brady's subtly put it out there with various pictures with Trump over the years and things like that, but but they don't they don't put it on a they don't put themselves on blast as the expression goes with that. So anyway, there's all that. I'm going to end this with a interview or a, or a clip from Tucker Carlson and you know, I know a lot of you might not like Tucker Carlson. Seriously, I I really do think a lot of people, a lot of maybe my current listener base might not like Tucker Carlson, but I'm telling you, again, kind of like I said about Joe Rogan, if you if you if you say, "Oh man, I hate Tucker Carlson. He's a blah blah blah." Have you ever listened to him? I mean, really, have you ever listened to a segment? Cuz I will say, I've listened to him for the past ever since COVID started I listened to him and now that he has left Fox got fired and is on Twitter X the dude spits the truth he spits truth he's the goat he really is the goat and again if you're rolling your eyes listen to him and if you want specific things to listen to, let me know and I'll I'll let you know. But you know what's funny? I did this with a few friends. You can basically take any episode, anything he's talked about, and it's going to be good and it's going to be legit. And even if you don't agree with it, you know, try and separate the personality from the content. So give this a listen. So there's a lot at stake in how we encourage Israel to respond to the horrifying Hamas attacks. Wisdom and long-term thinking are essential, but you will not be surprised to learn that is not what we are getting. Watch this person, for example, who happens to be the media's pick for president of the United States. Quick interjection. So he's talking about Nikki Haley. I don't know why he didn't mention her name, but this is Nikki Haley. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America because they hate us just as much. And what we have to understand is this is the reason that we have to unite around making sure our enemies do not hurt our friends. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends, just like we needed them on 9-11. That's why Ukraine needs us when Russia's doing this. That's why Israel needs us when Hamas and Iran are doing this. And I'll say this to, to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them. Finish them. Hamas did this. You know Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. This was an attack on America, she says, when in fact it was not. And for that reason, we must, quote, finish Iran, a nation of nearly 90 million people. What are we watching here? This is not sober leadership. She's a child, and this is the tantrum of a child. Ignorant, cocksure, bloodthirsty. Yet no one in Washington scolded her for it. In fact, they aped her hysteria. Here's fellow neocon Lindsey Graham just spelling it out and calling for the bombing of Iran. 
So I've been on the phone all day to the Mideast, and I've told our allies and people with connections to Iran what I would do. I would tell Iran that if Hezbollah attacks Israel, we're going to come after you, the Iranians, and have a coordinated effort between the United States and Israel to put Iran out of the oil business by destroying their refineries. There are four major refineries in Iran. They're fixed targets. If Hezbollah attacks Israel, I would make Iran pay a heavy price. What exactly would happen to the United States if we declared war on Iran and started blowing up their infrastructure? Lindsey Graham has no clue what would happen. He hasn't thought it through. He's almost 70 years old and he has no children. He doesn't care. But neither, amazingly, do most of his colleagues in Washington. They're as reckless as he is. Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw took to social media to call for what he described as a war to end all wars, as if there is such a thing. But of course, there isn't such a thing. Wars beget more war. The bigger the conflict, the uglier and longer lasting the consequences. See World War I for details. Honestly, if you can poke a hole in that, I'd love to hear it. And then the other thing is, Lindsey Graham, Nikki Haley, Dan Crenshaw. I, I mean, I've liked some of the things Dan Crenshaw's said over the years, but these guys are warmongers. We don't need war. We don't need that. You know, the, I know I got to do my military industrial complex. I promise I will get that done as soon as we finish these, uh, this, this Israel-Palestine segments. But all of those, all of those Republicans who really are advocating for that. I mean, that's, that is horrible. The finish them, Nikki Haley's language, you know, and again, this is not being biased because I'm from Iran originally. Like that is not diplomacy. That is not, that is not how leadership should be talking. I, I, I don't care about anything else. That's not, that's not how adults handle situations, let alone volatile situations that could involve nuclear weapons that could get rid of all of us. Anyway, last thing, give a listen. This is an independent journalist I found, and you know, I thought he did a nice job sort of summarizing Tucker's speech. Give this a listen. Nikki Haley is a spokesperson for the military industrial complex. She profits off the more people that die in these wars. Not only does she lobby for Iran, she also works for the likes of Boeing and Raytheon. So like Tucker Carlson or not, he is 100% right in this scenario. Nikki Haley is a child, and it is an embarrassment to America that she is the media's choice for candidacy for the Republican Party. Anyway, everybody, I hope you can see I'm calling it out on both sides, the Democrats, the Republicans. I just want common sense. I want common sense to win. So anyway, if there's anything in this episode you can poke a hole in, let me know. Seriously, I, 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 I am very good at taking feedback and then also acting on feedback and then also retracting things that, you know, maybe I realize I said wrong. All right, man, almost 45 minutes, 43, but I hope it was a good 43. Call a spade a spade. Talk to you soon. Part four coming. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.